Uh, we'll be in Exodus chapter number 13. We title the message tonight, Detour. Detour. This, uh, but the road construction out here has, has really been an inconvenience, has it not? Um, man, it's been rough. Um, to be 100% honest, um, other than the bus routes on Sunday and on um, Wednesday nights, we're doing the bus routes. Um, the construction really hasn't impacted me a whole lot. I've been able to get over, you know, to my house just a block over pretty easily um, to and from until yesterday when I came down. I was driving down south on Clay, um, and they had this back entrance blocked off. I didn't even check today if it's still blocked off. I just went around. I don't want to mess with it. And they were pouring concrete, covering up the water mains, the water lines that they had replaced there. And, and so... Um, I just cut through the, the field. I'm not going all the way around. I just cut through the field into the parking lot back here. And then when I left, I tried to leave out here, and there's Pancake was one lane. Because uh, they had the concrete trucks doing the concrete out there. So I just sit in the parking lot for about five minutes, wait just to, to a chance to turn right and go two minutes over to my house. Um, it's been a really convenience. Um, um, hopefully it will be done here pretty soon. But we don't like detours like that, do we? We don't like it whenever uh, we're told that we can't go the way that we want to go. Say, no, this is the way that I always get home. And so this is the way that I want to go. Especially, you know, if we've been doing it for a lot of years. Detours at times can be very confusing. Um, I know if somebody's trying to get here to the church, they can, if they're not familiar, they can get really confused getting around all this stuff. Um, uh, maybe you've been out of town um, in a place you're not really familiar with, and um, they have the detour signs. They go this way, and that's not fun at all. And you're going to get lost. You're going to get confused. Brother Williams is, he really doesn't like uh, detours, do you, Brother Williams? He doesn't like them at all. Absolutely. So, you know, that stuff gets in our way. And, um, you know, I, I looked up the word detour in my internet browser today, and this definition came up as a long or roundabout route that is taken to avoid something. You know, we might be forced to take a detour to avoid something like road construction or a blocked road uh, or like a school bus that's in your way and going slow and has a stop sign out. I'm sorry, it's the law. Um, apologize for that, but, you know, we don't like to be going out of our way and doing something else, and sometimes we're led to take detours um, on our spiritual life, in our, in our spiritual journey, and, uh, you know, we're led by God to go down a path that we weren't intending to go down. We're led a roundabout way, a roundabout route, um, route to avoid something and maybe you're going down a, a particular path and something has forced you or God has led you to date to take a detour down another path the journey that we're going to look at from the Israelites tonight out of um, Roman or out of uh, Exodus 13 um, you know they left the land of Egypt and they went toward the land of Canaan and God took them on a detour God took them on a long roundabout route to, to get there. Um, this wasn't the ideal road to take. If one was traveling to Egypt, 
We'll see in a moment, going from Egypt over to Canaan, you wouldn't take the route that Moses and the children of Israel took. Um, if Moses would have stopped before they crossed the Red Sea, and he would have asked somebody for directions. He said, hey, I'm trying to get to Canaan land. Can you tell me how to get there? They would not have said, um, yeah, you go this path that you're about to take. Um, if if um, halfway on the path, if Moses would have pulled over at a rest stop and would have said, hey, can you give me directions? We left Egypt and we're trying to get to Canaan. The guy giving directions would have looked at him like he was crazy. He said, dude, you're going the wrong direction. You're, I don't know what you're thinking, but you need to get on the right path. You know, here at the church, and um, we do have a great location right here off the highway, and very convenient for me, especially when I'm inviting somebody to church. Hey, we're just at the corner of Pancake and Clay. Very convenient. Every, pretty much everybody in town knows where that is. But also, we get some travelers passing through and get some folks stopping in, and um, they're, you know, going from point A to point B and um, needing some help, asking for some help for some different areas. For, for, for some different things, and we've heard all, every story in the book. But this particular story um, really uh, caught, my, caught my attention, and I don't know if I'll ever forget it. I'll share it with you tonight. That um, This was probably last fall, and um, Lindsay called me, or texted me, whatever, and said, hey, could you come over to, the, uh, to my office and, and uh, deal with this guy? I said, sure. I went over there and went in, and there's this guy, and he's sitting in there, and in her office, and he's uh, pretty, he looks to be pretty malnourished, he's very skinny, and you can tell he's been out in the sun for a long time, very tanned and things, and um, hadn't, you know, obviously haven't taken a shower in some time, and began talking to him, he said, hey, I'm trying to get to Louisiana, um, I couldn't remember if it was Baton Rouge or, or New Orleans, but he's trying to get to Louisiana, and I began to talk to him, anytime they do that, they're asking for, he's asking for help, just help getting to Louisiana. And I try to talk to him, try to get some details. Hey, where are you coming from? What's the circumstances? How would you find yourself in this predicament? And uh, kind of find out, he said that his mother was sick, and uh, um, he was living up in Washington State. And uh, um, he decided he needed to get down to her tour. He got a call, said she wasn't, didn't know how much longer she was going to uh, make it. And so he started on his journey from Washington State to Louisiana, but he did it on foot. He just left walking to Louisiana, threw me back a little bit, and, um, and I'm talking to him, and he said, man, I just need to get to Louisiana. I don't even know where I'm at right now. I you know, try explaining to him where we are. He didn't, he didn't know where that was, where southwest Kansas was in relation to Louisiana, and I said, you know, he's just trying to get some public transportation or whatever out east, and I said, You're pro I don't think we, you know, we don't really have anything. You might have better luck up in Garden City. He said, I just came from Garden City. He was beside himself, and, and I said, the only thing I really know of is there's a bus that kind of parks over here, and it, I, think, I think it just goes over to El Paso, though. And he said, perfect, you get, to me, you get me to El Paso, and I'll know where I'm at. And I said, man, El Paso is the other direction. I said, you're trying to get east, El Paso is west. That's 10-hour drive, the wrong direction. You don't want to go there. Um, and... You know, I'm just trying to talk to him, and to be honest, I'm like, this guy is, has a couple screw loose, screws loose up there. I gave, him a, gave him, I, I gave him a few dollars to get down here and to get something to eat, get some food in his belly, but uh, uh, 
You know, if, if Moses would have pulled over and asked for directions on this trip, he would have been, you know, they would have looked at him like I looked at this guy. Like, man, you're going the wrong direction. You don't want to go that way. You're, you're, you're all messed up here. But the detour that the Israelites were on, you know, it was led by God. Um, it wasn't the ideal route one would choose to take, but it was led by God. And We as Christians oftentimes are led on a detour by God. Um, while we're on our journey through the Christian life, God takes us in a different direction, and we're stuck wondering, God, why are we going this way? God, do you even know where it is that we're going? Where are you leading me to? If you're not familiar with the journey that the Israelites took from Egypt to Canaan, you might be like me, and you're, you might have some Bible maps in the back of your Bible, and might find yourself one um, every so often looking at the maps in the back of the Bible, and you start to look at the one that's, that shows the Israelites' journey, and thinking, what, why in the world did they go that direction? That simply does not make a lot of sense. They should have just, you know, took the straight line. But Exodus chapter 13 and verse number 17 kind of tells us why God didn't take them on the easy route. It says, And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, Lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up and harnessed, uh, went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. Um, so for some context here, the descendants of Jacob were now living in Egypt. If you remember, Joseph was um, was in power in Egypt, and the famine came about the land, um, and he told his father Jacob, said, "Hey." Bring your family and come live here in Egypt, and we'll take care of you. We'll have food that we can provide for you. And they um, stayed in a land called Goshen up there. And, and um, through many years, the um, descendants of Jacob started to multiply and started to grow and really kind of starting their own little nation until a king and Pharaoh arose, the Bible says, that did not know Joseph, and he was scared that um, these descendants of Jacob would grow too large in number and would try to overtake the Egyptian land. And so before it got too out of control, um, he took them in bondage and made them slaves. And so now, about 400 years later, uh, the Egyptians or the, uh, the Israelites are serving the Egyptians in slavery, and God has, ro- has risen up Moses to lead his people out of Egypt and back to the promised land um, that God promised to Abraham and his descendants. But as God led his chosen people out of bondage, he took them on a detoured journey through the desert. And and here's a map. Hopefully you can see it okay. And um, Over here on the left side, you have Egypt, where the red line starts. And the red line kind of shows the path that the Israelites take. And Their destination was up here on the top right-hand corner called Israel. Now, you'd think the easy way would would just be follow the the sea, right? Just follow the sea from Egypt all the way up to Israel. But why in the world would God lead them 
all the way down and looped all the way back around to lead them into the land of Canaan from, from the east. And looking at that, we would say, that doesn't make any sense at all. And you might be on a similar journey tonight, where the path that appears before you is pretty simple. Hey, here's point A, there's point B, let me just take a straight line right to exactly where I need to go. I know where I need to go, I know where God wants me to be, and so I'm just going to take a straight path from where I am and go directly to where God wants me to be. But God has led you on a detour. God has said, no, that's, that's too straight of a line. That's going to be a little bit too easy. So let's go the long, roundabout way to get you to where I want you to be. Tonight, you could be um, at the beginning of your journey. You haven't yet faced a detour like this, and, and you're pretty early on in your spiritual life, and I want to share with you some things that, um, about this journey that the children of Israel took that will help you. Hopefully will help you whenever God takes you on that detour. You might be in a position tonight where um, you're told more toward the end and you've taken some detours. And you're at a point now that you're, you've, you've done all that, but, but you didn't understand why God led you the way that he led you. And you might be angry at God. You might have be holding some resentment, some bitterness because of the route that God took you. And, and it wasn't the easy route. It wasn't the convenient route. And, um, so hopefully you'll hear a couple of principles tonight that can help you look back on your past journey and, um, and can um, see where God was leading you and, and why God led you in the path that he did. Or maybe you're here tonight and you're right here in the middle of the detour. You're way down there at the bottom, down at Mount Sinai, and you're, and you're wondering, God, why are you putting me here? Why am I on this path? I shouldn't be here. I should be way up there, up north. That should be the path that I'm on. Why are you allowing me to go through this time? And, and hopefully through this journey that we'll look at, you'll be able to, to see some things that will help you, help you get through that journey. I want to Whatever your situation is tonight, it's my prayer that you'll be helped through these three things concerning the Israelites' journey. And number one, the journey involved God's wisdom. The journey involved God's wisdom. Look at verse number 17. It says, And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, Lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. As uh, we are on our spiritual journey, we do remember that if we are being led by God, if God has brought us on this journey and led us through this detour, then it involves his wisdom. You know, he knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, but we often question, though, don't we? God, do you know where we're going? Uh, do you even, under, you even know what, what it is that you're doing here? You ever been driving with pad? You have passengers in the car, whether it's a spouse or kids or a friend, and they ask you, "Do you even know where you're going?" And what's our response? With a very definitive, "Of course I know where we're going." Be quiet. Close your eyes. We'll be there when we get there. And then you think to yourself, or maybe you mutter under your breath, "I sure hope I know where I'm going," because <laughs> this is not looking good at the moment. 
No, if you're following God, then, then, then you ha- can have the confidence of knowing that he is leading you exactly where he wants you to be. He has the wisdom. He understands exactly what he's doing. And, and even if that means that you're taking a long, roundabout way to get there, even if it looks like you're never going to make it or if it's taken a long time or whatever it might be, God knows exactly what he's doing uh, because he knows our hindrance. He knew the Israelites' hindrance. He knew exactly what was um, going to come in their life. The shortest, easiest route from Egypt to Canaan um, involved going right through the land of the Philistines. The Philistines were a strong, powerful people. They were well-versed in warfare. They were prepared to go to battle. And if a couple million um, Israelites who have never seen battle, they've just simply been slaves and builders their whole lives, and if they come walking through, trying to pass through the Philistine land, the Philistines um, are going to wage some war. They're going to say, I don't think so, and they're going to immediately engage in battle. That's exactly what God knew would happen if he took them the easiest route through the land of the Philistines. Um, And God understood that they were not ready for that. Why would God take them, take the Israelites out of a bad situation in Egypt and directly bring them into another bad situation in the land of the Philistines? He understood that that wasn't what they needed to be. That wasn't where they needed to go. So instead, he chose to lead them down around the land of the Philistines to avoid a war right off the bat. See, God understands the hindrances that are going to face our journey, and he understands if we're capable of facing those hindrances. And so through his wisdom, he chooses um, to spare us of some of those hindrances sometimes. He chooses to look at both paths. He says, if we go down this path, then they're going to face this set number of hindrances. And so to avoid that, they're not ready for that, God might say. So this is not something that they're ready to to, um, face. And so he'll take you on a detour around those things. Uh, now Now did the detour that God took them have some hindrances as well? Yes, it did. But... It, but through his wisdom, he chose the route that, would, uh, that was better for them at that particular moment in time. And through God's wisdom, he chooses the route um, and the hindrances that we're ready or we're not ready to face. Sometimes that appears what appears to be best and easiest and the shortest route from our perspective um, contains hindrances in the way that we are not ready to to face, that we are not physically ready to, uh, to, uh, to handle ourselves. And so God detours us onto a different path. That doesn't mean that the path that he's going to lead us on is going to be problem-free, but he will lead us in a way that will strengthen our faith so that later on maybe we can face those larger obstacles that he avoided the, in the first instance. Because God not only knew their hindrances, but he also knew their heart. Um, Look at this last part of verse 17. It says, For God said, Lest peradventure the people repent when they see war, and they return to Egypt. They weren't physically ready for war, 
and they weren't emotionally ready for war. Um, God knew that if the first obstacle that his people faced after leaving Egypt was going to be battle, would be war, then, um, then that would fill the people with these thoughts that the journey was going to be too hard, it would be too long, and um, it would lead them to go back to Egypt. They would say, hey, this isn't worth it. Life wasn't too bad back in Egypt. It's okay. Um, we're, this is, we're not ready for war. We're not ready for battle. Let's go back. Could God have um, given them the victory in that war against the Philistines? 100% he could have, but he understood their heart. He understood their will. He understood that if they were faced with the opposition at that point in time, they wouldn't have even went into battle. But that they would have tucked tail and they would have ran back to the Egyptians. Um, God knows our heart as well. And we often overestimate ourselves, overestimate our abilities. And yes, we all have great faith that God can lead us through any situation. Uh, but God knows our heart and he knows um, if we're going to have the heart to emotionally get through the hindrances that are in our path. God's not going to lead us down a path that we're not ready to traverse, emotionally or physically. God's not going to lead us into obstacles, into trials, into circumstances that we are not able to gain victory over. The Bible says he will not um, allow us to be tempted above that we are able, but will, with the temptation, make a way to escape. And in any situation, whether, whatever path that God is going to lead us down, whether that's a detour or whether that's a smooth road, he's going to lead us down a path that we're going to be able to handle the hindrances that will be in the way. He understands our heart. He understands what we're capable of. And he's always going to lead us in a path that we're going to be able to handle. Um, he would not lead the Israelites down that path. They weren't, able, they weren't going to be able to gain victory if he led them the short, easy route. So the journey involved God's wisdom. And we need to understand tonight that God is leading us through his wisdom. It may not look the best to us. We may, we may look at the, at the detour and say, this is inconvenient. This is not cool. This is not fun. But it might be exactly what God has for us because the alternative route uh, will not be traversed. It might be that God is leading us to avoid something. Amen. Number two, the journey involved the wilderness. Verse number 18 says, But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. This is often where a disconnect comes. Why would God lead me through this wilderness? <laughs> This doesn't make any sense, God. Why are you taking me down through this detour and through this particular wilderness? The detours that God leads us on often involve a wilderness. It doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem fair. But look at two characteristics of this wilderness detour. Um, number one, it was a longer way. Um, verse number, at the beginning of 18, it says, But God led the people about. Uh, that means that he didn't lead them in a straight path. The phrase, this phrase here means to go about or around. 
It means to change directions or to turn aside and turn around. You know, this involved God's timing. It wasn't going to be a straight path. It was going to be an up and down and, and even at times a circle path that he was leading them on. Um, he took them through this wilderness and it, and it took a little bit longer than they would have hoped. You know what? It took longer than it was supposed to take. Uh, it was longer because uh, God wanted the, the uh, wilderness detour to be shorter, but the Israelites weren't ready to go into the land, and so they had to take a longer route uh, um, around. They needed to learn a few more things. This isn't an isolated incident. This happens many times in Scripture where somebody has to wait. Their journey, their detour takes longer they, than they expected it to take, and oftentimes it involves a, a wilderness. Abraham had to wait on God for um, 20, some 25 years before he got his son Isaac. Moses took a detour through the wilderness for 40 years to prepare him for this very journey that he would take the Israelites on. David had to wait for years to become king, and many of those years he spent in the wilderness running for his life from King Saul. John the Baptist was waiting on the Messiah, preaching out where at in the wilderness. Christ waited 30 years before he started his earthly ministry, and the last 40 days before he did was spent in the wilderness. Uh, just because you haven't arrived where you want to be or where you thought you were going to be, according to your timeline, does not mean that you can abandon the journey. It's going to take a longer route than what we expect many times. Uh, God has his own timeline for our life and for our journey. You may say, well, I'm not married yet, and I was supposed to be married by now. I'm not as financially secure at this age that I thought I was going to be. So my kids haven't accepted Christ yet. God, what's taken so long? The ministry I'm involved in isn't growing as fast as I thought it would. It's, it's taking too long to gain victory over this sin in my life. This trial that God has led me through is taking far too long. It's taking far longer than I thought it was ever going to take. Uh, you know, we're not in control of the timing of the detour. Likely it's going to take longer than we expected or longer than we desired. The timing is completely up to God. We have to trust in His wisdom, and um, even when that comes to regards of the timing of the wilderness that He takes us through. You know, He could be preparing us for what is next. He could be sparing us for um, what would be next if the timeline is accelerated. We don't know why God is taking, this on, taking us on this detour, but we just need to trust in His timing, even if it's taking longer. Following God's detour on the journey, even if it seems like it's a long way around, uh, is the right move. Because the way through the wilderness was the long way, but it was also the learning way. Going through the wilderness does is longer than what we expect, but it's also the learning way. It's also the way that we learn. It's the way that we grow. It's the way that we um, uh, get closer to God in those times. The second half of uh, 
of uh, verse number 18. It says, Through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up, harnessed out of the land of Egypt. The way of the wilderness certainly was long, but many of the things that we know uh, of that occurred during the wilderness journey actually took place very early on in the wilderness journey. Uh, for as long as it was, it ended up being 40 years. Much of the stories that we know of that journey took place in the first year of the journey. But God had a, had a lot more to teach the children of Israel. Right off the bat, God wanted them to um, trust in Him. He led them uh, right across the Red Sea. Up until that point, um, they really haven't seen a lot of the works of God. They had heard um, the stories. They had heard of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but um, they didn't have you know, a relationship with God or anything at that time until God came in and um, performed the plagues on the Egyptians, and the Israelites saw that, and they saw his power there. Then he led them to the Red Sea, and God parted the Red Sea for them to walk across. Uh, but then he began to lead them into other things to help them grow and to help them learn about him, and uh, where he provided food, and he provided water in miraculous ways. And when they were attacked by the Amalekites, God provided um, victory in that battle. All of these times were situations for them to learn about God, to learn about um, how he would take care of them, how he would protect them, what he, he would do for them. Uh, opportunities to grow their faith because they were going to need stronger faith and stronger trust in God whenever they would eventually make it into the land of Canaan. And that's exactly what God uses these wilderness detours in our life for, to help us to learn, to help us to learn to grow closer to Him, for help us learn to trust Him better. Uh, God leads us through detours to better prepare us for what is yet to come. And sometimes that takes longer than other times. Sometimes that learning takes longer than what we expected it to take, but we just simply need to have trust in God during those times. Then number three, the journey involved God's watch care. The journey involved God's wisdom. It involved a wilderness, but it also involved God's watch care. Look at verse number 21. It says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud and led them uh, to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Um, God did not ask or command his people to set out on this journey from, Israel, from Egypt, say, hey, um, go to Canaan and I'll see you there. You know, he didn't, he didn't just um, um, let them go all by themselves and say, hey, good luck on the journey. Hope you make it there safely. Absolutely not. He watched over them and he cared for them as they journeyed. Um, he gave them his grace. He gave them his grace. His, this journey was long and, and no doubt it was difficult, but God's grace was with them every single step of the way. God provided a pillar of cloud 
um, to, be, to lead them and, and to provide shade for them in the heat of the day. He provided a pillar of fire to give them light and heat in the cool of the night to, uh, uh, to uh, protect them from wild animals or, or uh, attacking enemies who might try to sneak up on them during the night. God's um, protection was upon them every single step of the way. It says that he never left them, not one time. And so often on our spiritual journey, we completely ignore the ways that God has blessed us. We completely forget about everything that God has provided for us or the ways, that the, the, the good things that God has done in our life. Whenever we're in the midst of that detour, we're, we're simply focused on the wilderness and we're focused on what we're going through in the here and now and the pain that it causes and in the, in the inconvenience that it causes, how our plans aren't coming to fruition, how, how our life goals have not lined up with what, with what God is doing in our life at the moment. And we, need to comp- we oftentimes completely forget about God's provision, God's protection during those times. God's grace was upon the children of Israel during this journey. His grace was upon them th- during this detour. And his guidance was with them as well. You know, God did not leave his people without any direction. They were in a land that they had never encountered before. Um, they were completely out of their element. They were completely helpless, helpless, making it to the land of Canaan without God guiding them. Um, and the pillar of cloud by day and the fire by night served as a guide as they traveled, as a constant reminder that God was there, that God was with them, and that God was leading them where he needed them to go. And, uh, and God is guiding us as well through our journey. Many times we would, we would request God, God, could you please give me a cloud to follow? Not exactly sure which way I need to go just yet. But you know what? God doesn't need to provide us a cloud because he's given us a direction in his word. He's given us clear direction on where to go and what to do in his word. And any time that that is not clear, he's given us the Holy Spirit inside of us to help guide us and help lead us to make the the right choices um, in our life. He is there with us, guiding us every single step of the way. As long as we are seeking the ways of God, we can rest assured of His guidance in our lives. He may lead us into an uncharted territory, but we are never alone. The child of God doesn't need a fear of being left to find their own way. Doesn't need to um, have that fear of, of God leaving them in the dust. God's always there guiding every step of the way. You might feel as though God has abandoned you. And that could be that you've strayed from his leading. Could be that you aren't going down the the path that he has led for you, but you've instead taken your own detour. And you've taken your own path. But but even at that, God has not left you. God is always there. He's he's wanting to guide you back to where he wants you to go. I want to be clear tonight that not every detour is that we experience as God's leading. We may find ourselves in a wilderness of our own making because we disobeyed God. 
because we made our own sinful choices, our own sinful decisions. Um, again, the children of Israel was not God's plan for them to wander for 40 years. It wasn't. God um, led them to Kadesh Barnea, where uh, He sent, where they sent the 12 spies into the land to spy out the land. And it was God's will at that point for them to go into the land of Canaan. It was only because the Israelite, the, the spies brought back an evil report and the chi- children were, the people were scared and they told God no, that God said, okay, you're going to spend 40 years wandering in this desert because you lacked faith. Uh, in all reality, that to get to that point was only, was about a year uh, to get to that point. God, God's journey, God's detour was only supposed to last a year. But because of their choices, because of their sin, their detour lasted 40 years. Sometimes in your life, if you're going through a detour right now, you need to evaluate, am I going through this detour, this wilderness, because God has led me here, or am I going through it because I've made my own choices? Have I put myself in this situation? Have I taken my own path? Have I left God behind and done my own? Not every wilderness detour is led by God, but if you are following God, if if, if He has led you through this situation, maybe you've struggled through a wilderness detour in your life. Maybe you have already gone through some of those detours through the wilderness, and, and again, you're bitter, you're angry, you're upset. God, why did you lead me through that? I don't get it. It seems like you didn't know exactly what you were doing. Understand that God knew exactly what he was doing every step of the way. And that he was leading you as a time of learning. Um, He was preparing you for what might come later. And that he never left you. He was guiding you every single step of the way. You might be here tonight and you're going through a detour. And it's a detour that God has led you through. This is not something that you could have controlled in and of yourself, but this is something that that has come about because God has led you through this, and you're struggling, asking God, why am I here? Why am I in this wilderness? This is not where I'm supposed to be. I wasn't supposed to be here definitely this long. God, would you please just give me victory over this in my life? Would you please just deliver me out of this trial? Would you lead me through this detour? You need to realize tonight that um, you know his his wisdom is on your journey. That it's a time of learning, it's time of preparation for what he has for you in the future, and that he has not left you. His grace, his protection, his provision is on your life, and and that he is guiding you through that if you're truly following his leading. You know, he knows where you're going. He knows exactly what he's doing in your life. So just trust him on this detour. Detours can be inconvenient. They can be frustrating. But if we're following God, they're exactly what God needs, God wants for our lives. All right, let's pray.